Welcome everyone to the Dream Builders podcast. I'm very excited for this episode as we will touch upon a topic that for many of us is perhaps still a little bit intangible. Yet my guest believes that intuition could be very much your everyday superpower. And in this episode, we will talk about how you could use intuition as a reliable guide for decision-making in your life. And who better to ask that question than Alison Sutter. Alison is a teacher, a spiritual mentor, and the author of the book, Accelerate Your Mojo. Seven simple steps to ignite intuition, shake off fear, and unleash the real you. Alison, thank you so much for coming on the Dream Builders podcast. Thanks for having me. I am very excited for this, uh, for this episode because last time we were talking, I asked you, you know, do you perhaps know the suggested title of the episode? And you were like straight to the point. <laughs> it's going to be intuition is your everyday superpower. So I was like, okay, let's go with that. And I would love to know from your, from your backstory, because I know that you worked as an elementary teacher as well. And now you are writing and teaching your own spiritual and personal development material. Like, was that journey an intuitive decision or was it more like it just somehow happens? <laughs> well, know. you know, I, I think from the very beginning, I've always had intuition as, you know, a, a, a power. And so does everybody else. Frankly, if you've ever been around kids, you know that intuition is innate. And intuition to me is that connection with the, the invisible realm, whatever you want to call it. You know, I call it my, my conversation with my higher self. So I think I've always had that um, ever since I was young. And, and again, so does everybody. So don't discount yourself as a listener going, oh, it wasn't me. Yeah, actually, it was you. You just forgot. So, you know, go about my life, go through, become an elementary teacher, get a master's in education. And then I made the choice to stay home with my kids instead of transferring from private system in Chicago to public suburb system, school system. Um, and that's sort of when I was home, I got a, a Czech holistic lifestyle coaching degree and or certification. And that led me to, cause that was all about the, my body spirit connection, talking about food, talking about lifestyle health. And what really struck me was the, the spirituality, the connection to that. And so that led me, you know, down this rabbit hole um, of working in personal development and then eventually going, you know what, what, what really is exciting for me? What do I want to say in this realm? Because there's a lot of voices. So you know, that led me to just, because um, my own personal journey was I wanted to be able to follow my inner voice, the one that was leading me. And so I, I wrote about it and I decided to teach about it. Um, and I really, really do think that in the next, let's say 15 to 20 years, it will be a recognizable and legitimate, let's just say, thing to rely on. In fact, I was, as I would, before we were gonna go live here is looking around my living room I'm like all right this is a bunch of people in corporate what are they gonna relate to right well and then I pick up I just got this I don't know if you can see it because I've got the you can't see it anyway it's um a book by Jamie Kern Lima I think that's how you pronounce her last name and she went um, on to be like a billion dollar she sold her company for a billion dollars to L'Oreal right like you don't get much more corporate than that so I open up the, because I was reading it, the first thing, chapter one, first thing you see is when your intuition talks, do you believe it? Like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you can discount it if you're in corporate or have been in corporate or, you know, there's, there's a million ways you can say to yourself, well, 
this is this isn't a legitimate thing. I shouldn't pay attention to it. Then you pick up yeah. a book by a woman who just sold her company for a billion dollars. You go, oh, whoa, maybe I should listen to it. Mm. Right. So yeah, I, I would love to talk about it because you you also said in the beginning that you know intuition is perhaps something that we all possess and is like a, is like a natural power for us. I think the point is that you know for many of us intuition is something that we never been schooled schooled in, right? We never learned how to use your intuition. So if we would go back to the, let's say to the basics of it all, like what would you say what intuition actually is? Okay, so I have my definition. I'm gonna ask you to provide your, like each person listening has to provide their own definition. And then I have your deliverables because you, <laughs> you asked me for the deliverables. I got them. All right, so <laughs> the, um, the definition for me of intuition, and definitions are so important. You have to figure out what your definition is. Mine is my conversation with my non-physical self, okay? So even if you don't believe this, I'm gonna give you a way to think about your physical self and your non-physical self. If you look at a, a monocle or like a monocular view, if you cover up one eye and you only have one eye, you only have half the view, right? Binoculars, as you adjust binoculars to these two viewpoints, as you adjust it, they become one holistic viewpoint. So that's your physical and your spiritual. You're adjusting it as you learn about intuition because it's a spiritual skill. Um, it becomes this holistic perspective. So that's why, you know, you have to kind of get in touch with it. But so what, so that's my definition. So anyone listening has to figure out what your definition is because most people limit it to miracles and emergency situations like oh i needed to run from that bad man in the alley and then that's it and then they then they don't think about it again yeah. it is way more than that it is literally your everyday superpower so if that's your definition of it you're going to be blocking your ability to connect with it so open your definition by using questions well what would my intuition look like if i allowed it to be a, a, an asset to my skill set every single day. What would it look like for me? Is it more than just a gut feeling? Is it more than a knowing? Is it the conversation I have in my head? Is it that idea I just got? Like, what is your definition? I gotta figure that out. So here's, now remember that we're not dealing with tangibles, we're dealing with intangibles. So your deliverables are intangibles, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. So you have to identify, and this is how you get in touch with your intuition. You have to identify and follow your highest level of excitement. Some people call that passion. But if we're dealing, we're trying to make this an everyday superpower, you've got to ask yourself, well, and so that brings me to number two, which is from the choices that you had before you in this moment. So you're in the context of your day in this moment, from the things that I have to choose from, what is my highest level of excitement, right? It could be, what am I gonna have for lunch because I got two choices, you know, where am I going to, how am I going to drive to work? Am I going to take the train? Am I going to take the car? Like what is my, you got to start to have this conversation in your head about what is the most exciting choice for me from the choices that I have. So you take that choice, you take that option as far as you can take it. Right. And then and in that moment, in that day, um, until you can't take it any farther. So, if, so for example, I was planting yesterday in the garden I picked out the plants that were the most exciting plants to me. I got clematis, I got a blueberry, I planted it, you know, and then at some point I couldn't do anymore, right? I had to stop. So I took it as far as I can take it. The last part of it is don't demand that it produce something specific and don't assume that 
the, the, the excitement that you're being brought to is the end result or don't assume you know where it's going to lead. So for example, if someone's in corporate and they're leaving corporate, let's say they want to go start a vineyard, right? Their, their, whole, their lifelong dream is I want to have a vineyard. Yeah. So they've got this big thing. So you're not going to, you're going to have to follow this formula, understanding that it is a formula to get you to that end result. But if you think you know exactly how to get from A to B, then you're going to delay actually the result in and of itself because of the way this factor works and how it delivers you to your, um, the fastest way to get from A to, a to Z, mm -hmm. right? Or A to B. Mm -hmm. um, this is a formula. It is, it is a way to get from that corporate job to own that vineyard. I cannot tell you how much time it's going to take. I don't know. There ain't no 30-day formula to this. Like you can't go 30 days from corporate to vineyard. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So yeah. you just have to follow the formula. And intuition is part of that very, very logical and um, uh, what's the right word? Like um, ugh, not confident, like dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right, <laughs> Alison. So I'm just I'm just analyzing right now, right? So imagine okay. we we follow this like three steps that you mentioned. So identify your highest level of excitement. Mm -hmm. um, the second one was um, follow your most exciting choice. Correct. From the choices that you have before that, that you in that moment, pick one. Yeah. Don't, don't imagine, don't try to pick something that isn't your choice. Like if people go, well, if I had that choice, well, you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> pick the one in front of you. And then number three is don't assume, um, you know, it's going to be the end result of what you're ex expecting it to be. Okay, so yeah. that's a three-step process. Then how is that going to come to you? Like you talked about it before, like introducing something that comes perhaps in various sources, like a gut feeling, sudden insight, a certain knowing. Does it depend on the person? Um, how does that come to you? Explain, please. Well, sure. It depends on the person. You have to define what your definition of intuition is. And if you've defined it as miracles only, you're going to block the ideas that come to you. So I'm sitting there in front of my fire before we talk. I go, how am I going to, you know, produce something tangible for this audience? I look at the book. That's an intuitive idea. The book is, there was an intuitive idea to bring to this conversation, right? That gives something yeah. tangible, that gives somebody who's made a billion dollars doing this and using, talks about it throughout the whole book, right? So you gotta know how you're defining it because it's, it's coming through for everybody, but the way it's coming through is very specific. You, in the same way that you can't individualize education, people have tried, they get kids in a schoolroom. And they go, everyone's going to learn this math concept and we're all going to get it right. We're all going to learn it the same way. And then finally we realize, oh, that doesn't work. You can't standardize education. I'm, I'm never going to standardize personal development. You can't do it. You have to know yourself. You have to start this conversation. You have to become familiar with it. You have to legitimize it for yourself. Because if you think that just because you're in corporate or you have a certain position or whatever, that it doesn't work for you, well, guess what? You're not going to it's not going to be something that you experience because you experience, you create your own reality. It, you know, you have to get in touch with this. You have to make it an idea that you believe is legitimate, that you believe can lead you. And so I was, as I was thinking about it, cause I did a course, I gathered 18 people in February to talk about intuition, 18 women that we talked about it. And 
And so now we're dealing with the after effect of people have joined the class and they still say, how do I trust it? How do I know what it is? And this is the thing that I keep, you have to define it for you. I can't tell you what it is for you. It's your head. It's your life. It's your inner reality. You have to decide. But it's intuition comes through in ideas as well. Exciting ideas. What do you think is exciting? Right? What do you think would bring value to your life experience? And if you follow the flow and curiosity brings you to intuitive ideas, what are you curious about? You know, what do you want to find out more about? I was thinking about writing a fiction book. I'm still thinking about it. I'm nowhere near actually writing it. So intuition is leading me through curious ideas. And in this book, the character lives in 1568 England. And she's a female healer. So I'm like, well, what does she need to know? So intuition led me to, well, I could pick up a book on being a palmist, like reading palms, and, and I could pick up a book on this, right? And so that's intuition leading me to gather information to know more about how to create this character. Yeah. Now, some people tell me like, ah, you know, after listening to my intuition, I completely changed my life, right? Um, but I think that because we, some people haven't learned to use your intuition, you're not really aware of how it works. And we talked about it in the beginning, like, do you believe that intuition is a special gift? Only a few people have when they're born, or is it really a skill that we can train? Well, it, so again, I can tell you what my belief is, but if your belief is something different, then it's not going to matter. You're going to be like, well, I heard what you said, but I don't believe it. So I know, I know. This is the difference between, you know, considering an idea, contemplating it and knowing it. And because I've worked with children for so long, I can tell you the point at which they get trained out of their intuition. And that's when they enter school, because the big people tell the little people, this is what you're going to do and think. And, they, and the kid's like, no, 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 no. I want to go build these blocks because this is the most exciting thing I do. And the teacher's like, no, no, time to do math. Like, so we train kids out when they go to school, but they're intensely psychic, intuitive beings. And when I was sitting, we were sitting in our, our living room. Um, I've got three girls who are now teenagers, one's in college. But when they were little, we we're all sitting in this living room reading the whole family. And my three-year-old at the time, she goes, Mommy, you and Isabella read, you, you read, uh, you say words when you read or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because no, nobody was saying anything. She's like, you say words in your head. I'm like, well, give me an example. She's like, well, there's something about a sidewalk. I literally just read a sentence in my book, in my head about a sidewalk. So children are psychic. They are more connect, con connected to their spiritual side until we train them out of it. So if you were born, if you were a child at some point, then you were intuitive. That's just all there is to it. You got trained out of it. But if you were listening to this conversation, by default, you are interested in getting trained back into it because you're listening to this conversation, right? So either you've turned it off by now and you're like, baloney, not going to believe you, or you're still listening, which, which tells you that this is an exciting idea to explore. So when you get off this podcast, ask yourself, what else can, can I read or what else can I listen to or what else can I do that might help me shift my idea from being disbelief to belief. Ask yourself these questions and allow this conversation to take place. Allow you to guide you to your permission slip to legitimize intuition. I mean, Jamie Lynn or Jamie Lima did not need to, you know, legitimize it. She used it to grow a cosmetic business 
that earned her a billion dollars. I mean, you look at all the people that earn a lot of money and they'll tell you that intuition plays a part, right? It's, it's a common conversation amongst many, many wealthy people. And musicians often talk about the intuitive guidance, the language of music, that's, the, that's, a, that's a non-visible language, right? It's an invisible language that they trust and it comes through the intuitive you know, uh, channel. It's this, this connection with something that's intangible that you trust that's exciting. An artist uses it. A writer. Writers are the people who are given full, you know, full confidence to use their imagination to connect with intuitive ideas. And nobody thinks they're crazy. They, make a, they talk to people all the time in their head and no one says, oh, you're nuts. Right? They're writing yeah, stories about absolutely. characters that lead. They, tell, they say the characters told me what to do. And we're like, okay. Well, your intuition's telling you what to do. Listen to it. Don't don't tell it it's don't tell yourself it's it's not a legitimate thing. And it will guide you down your path of least resistance. It will get you from A to B in the fastest, most joyful path that you personally can travel because it knows what you're most resistant to. So it's gonna yeah. lead you to things that you're less resistant to. So you can have the most um you know, the, the most, the best experience in, in taking some kind of inspired action. And intuition is, is connected to inspired action because in, in, in spirit, it means in spirit, in, inspiration means in spirit. So inspiration is guided by this connection to your entire, to your intuitive self. Motivation is governed by your belief systems. Motivation works on beliefs. So. Hmm. Beautiful. What you just said there. I, I want to go back to the to the beginning of, of what you were talking about when you were talking about kids and that kind of you know they're very intuitive just in their being. I think that's very interesting. Also, like how we then can become more trained into being becoming more intuitive. Also, to take like you know a directional guide in in our life. So, what will be some very simple and practical steps for anyone to become more intuitive? I told you, follow your highest level of excitement. Take it as far mm-hmm. as you can take it. You can't take any farther. That's the formula. Don't do anything else. So I can't tell you what your permission slips are going to be. Permission mm-hmm. slips are the things that you do that give yourself permission to believe in something. For example, if you go, um, you get sick and you go to the doctor and you believe in conventional medicine. So you take the pill and you get better. That's your permission slip. You don't believe in conventional medicine. You go to a holistic healer and you get better from that holistic healer. That's your permission slip, right? You have to, I can't tell a person, this is why personal development is so interesting. It's like, we've tried to standardize it. We've tried to say, do A, B, C, and you will absolutely get your result. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. Some people do it because it's they, they themselves give themselves permission to use that step to get a result. But it doesn't work for everybody because some people aren't harmonic or don't enjoy that idea. So for me to tell you physically do, so, okay, okay. I will tell you some things. Meditate, take a walk, do things that, that are enjoyable to you. And these are things that are enjoyable to me, taking a walk, taking a bike ride, going working in the garden. You know, sometimes people get intuitive ideas in the shower. It's do the things that you are are most enjoyable, connect you with nature, um, and that are situations where you're experiencing some kind of internal um, sense of satisfaction because 
those are the internal states that are going to allow you to commune with your intuition. But if you follow that formula, that's the only thing you need to do. There's a built-in algorithm that will lead you from point A to point B. Now that contradicts what personal development tells you because personal development tells you do ABC, take as, take as much action as you can, go bonkers on the action, just, just go all out, do as much action as you can. Well, guess what? That doesn't get everybody their results. It doesn't. You know, for the, for the number of people, let's say there's 500 people listening. I guarantee you that there's this percentage of those, probably around at least 50%, who have gone action, 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 and don't get the result that they want. It's because it's not about the action. It's about, are you taking inspired action? Or are you taking action you think you should take? Like, are you marketing your are you marketing your product based on actions someone told you you should take, but you're not getting a result versus marketing your product in the way that's most enjoyable to you and getting a result that way? Like you can, you know, I wish there was something. I wish I could just, you know, wave a magic wand and say, you know, run six miles every day and you'll absolutely have your result. <laughs> if it was that easy everybody would do it right <laughs> yeah i mean you have to come back to the fact that this is an a, a individualized earthly experience yeah individualized it is not the same for everyone and we've mm -hmm. tried we try we try so hard to standardize it we really really want to because it sounds easy and it sounds fun but my job and my my interest and my passion is in the next 10 to 15 years to get the word out that we cannot standardized, we cannot standardize personal development. We have to, we have to individualize it and we have to give permission to people to take their power back mm. and follow their inner guidance because it's going to get them there faster than following the advice from even the biggest gurus. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with, with, what, with what you're saying. And if we if we go back i just would like to to understand um if if you are to say that you should identify what your highest level of excitement is right how can people identify that is that a feeling is that a emotion is that something specific they can do an activity yep so okay this is a great question so what i would recommend someone does is look on you can just find on the internet i have one there's a million out there it's called the um like a spectrum, the emotional scale, like the spectrum of emotions. Yeah. Look at all the emotions that we have put, it, put a word on, a label on, everything from fear to joy, yeah. right? And become familiar with these terms. Identify when you are feeling similar sensations as you would, you know, identify with these words. Now, for example, if you're depressed, trying to get to joy is not a good thing. So, so if you're depressed, a higher, a higher level of excitement from depression might be anger, actually, mm. honestly, because it's a more empowered feeling than despondency and, and fear. So you have to know where you are on your emotional scale in relation to any particular topic, whether it's your, your relationship with your spouse or your parents or your money or your education or your possibility, you have to know where you are on this spectrum in relation to this topic. And the, what you want to try to do is move that emotion up the scale. So 
your highest level of excitement night is not going to be ecstasy every single day regarding a particular topic. It's going to be the most exciting feeling you can summon yep. from where you are. And usually it's a notch or two up. So if you're angry, um, frustration is generally a better feeling, a more empowered feeling, a more exciting feeling than it was before. If you are in satisfaction, maybe you get, you know, a sense of more excitement. You have to know where you are in relation to the topic and you can't get too happy from sad. You just can't. There's too big of an, a gap, which is why if, you know, if you're angry and you're having an argument with somebody and they go, just calm down. Like, what do you do? You get, you get anger, more angry, right? You get more mad because they're adding momentum. You can't go get joyful in that moment because there's so much energy building up. It's like an avalanche. So, uh, and that's where, you know, you might want to take a nap or take a walk, or if you can't get somewhere better, don't try to get anywhere at all. I don't advise taking action when you're all, inflamed emotionally because you're just going to create more inflammation in your reality, right? There's, it just becomes more. Um, now, that being said, I understand there are things that we have to do. And uh, like when you have to do something that you have to do, do your best to, to soothe yourself and get to a better place if you can, um, when you can. Um, and that's, that's kind of like the, 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 the way to do it, in my opinion. Awesome. I just want to verify with you because I, th I think you are talking here about the work of Abraham Hicks. Is that correct? On the, like the emotional skill? Yeah. Just and for, you can, for listeners as a, as a backup so that yep. they can also check it out. I think it will be interesting. Lots of people have an emotional skill. There's um, a guy named, oh, I can think of his name, David something. He refers to this emotional scale in terms of hurts too. So if you mm. just do a Google search, you're just looking for a generalized scale. Now there are emotions that we don't have words for, right? So you're just looking for a general scale yeah. to, to get in touch with how you feel about any given topic. All right. Thank you, Alison. Now, I want to get into point number three because, uh, or step number three, because I think it's a very important step and perhaps also the most difficult one um, because it's the one where you have to kind of surrender and let go. And how can you let go of a certain thought that's so exciting that you want to have it, <laughs> but you still have to let it go, right? So. What are some, some, some tips that you have that people can just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to let go of it. I'm going to surrender. How can people do that? Well, so for me, I like using my intellect to help me. So I had to understand that the way, and this is my personal opinion, take it or leave it, but the way that we use our imagination to create something is by gathering up data that we have experienced. Like we can't, we usually don't imagine things for the most part that we haven't experienced. So that being said, if you're trying to create an experience that you've never had before, you have to understand things are going to happen that you can't even think of, right? Because you've never experienced all you're just gathering the data that you have. Um, so I call it detached optimism. I, I, I talked about, I did this whole class about visualization. And for me, the purpose of visualization 
is not to, a lot of people think, oh, if I visualize it, it has to be that thing. But what else is the purpose of it? The purpose is to get excited. The purpose is the imagination helps get you into this, this energetic state of alignment, of excitement, of optimism. Yes, but if you, <laughs> if you think that your vision in your head is supposed to be the thing, you're going to get all messed up. You're going to get mad. You're going to get upset because when it shows up, so when it shows up, you're going to go, that's not what I thought it was going to look like. Or you're going to miss the opportunity because you're looking for something and it shows up in a different form and you're like, oh, wait. And so if you have a resonant feeling within you, and let's say you had a blindfold on and the only way you could know if the thing showed up was by how it felt or how it sounded. Well, then you would know, right? You wouldn't be um, confused by the visual data. You would know by how it felt, right? So that's yeah. kind of how what you have to do is you have to, use, you have to use your imagination as a generator for an emotional state of being. But the thing is that that's, and you have to practice because me just saying that is not going to make it your truth. Mm -hmm. Your truth is probably going to be something go, well, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Wait, it never showed up. Where is it? You know, and you're questioning and you're like, that's why you can't demand or assume that the outcome is going to be something, or you can't assume that, you know, let's go back to the vineyard thing. You want to, you want to start a vineyard that, um, whatever you're excited to do is going to lead to even the exact vision in your head. You can't, you can't make that assumption because the way the universe works is it's constantly creating new experiences. You cannot know exactly how it's going to show up. You just have to make peace with the fact that there is an unknown component to this reality. I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. I might have some idea. You know, I can plan for it, yeah, yeah. but when it shows up, I guarantee you there'll be components that I couldn't have planned for because it's the new, you know, the universe creating more of expansion, more newness. And there's all, the one thing that you can count on is change. That is the one consistent in the universe is that things will change. So you just have to find a way to, through experiential learning, because experiential learning is the only kind of learning. When you're in preschool, they don't sit you down and try to do, you know, a high, high level math that's all in your head. Because they, you, they understand that experience and touching, you know, the blocks and building a mathematical concept. And then they try to do it another way. But still, experiential learning is the only way to really learn something. So the listener is going to have to walk through their life, be in the situation where they are resistant to a result, remember this conversation and go, wait a second, am I demanding or assuming that that result? Oh yeah, I am. I am. I, I thought it was supposed to be another way. So I'm assuming and demanding that it be something that it's not. And so that's resistance. And that's me pushing against and not accepting because there's, so we can even talk about too, that's another conversation, but like synchronicity, when things show up, negative synchronicity for positive outcomes versus just people think there's just positive synchronicity and that's it. There's actually negative synchronicity for positive outcomes and your intuition is woven into that mix too. But I hope that hope the way I described it helped. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. And I completely align, align with your view. So I, I really, really like that. And I always think, think like 
uh, what is real, like a real surprise for me. Like I just leave it up and then somehow the universe gives a big surprise or it kind of is unfolding in the most magical way for me. Mm-hmm. And often crazy things happen, like super nice things that you couldn't believe were possible. Right. So, like, yeah, yeah. Like this conversation, we never could have, I mean, we plan to have a podcast but we didn't plan everything we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's intuitively guided. This whole conversation is intuitively guided based on our energy, our conversation, our questions, what the listeners want to know, which they don't even know they want to know till they listen it, listen <laughs> to it, right? Like, yeah. All right, Alison, I would love to start to round up this, wrap up this conversation. But before we go, I would like to ask you if there's anything else that you would love to share and our listeners can perhaps take as a main takeaway. Sure. Um, Find an opportunity during every single day to have at least three to four minutes of silence. Just go outside and stare at the fence and pretend you're doing something. Put some earphones in that don't play anything and just find moments where you can begin to stop the spin of whatever is happening in your life. And as that momentum slows, this other momentum of true abundance, which is a whole nother conversation because abundance is not just money. It's, it's a lot more than that, but so that you can begin to receive all the abundance, the abundance of ideas, the abundance of pleasant sensations, the abundance of realizations. But unless you find some moments of stillness, it's just going to keep spinning inside. Yeah, that's a great idea, Alison. I love that. Now, thank you so much. Um, Please, before you guys go, please let us know where are the best places that people can find you uh, and your work if they would love to know more about you. Sure. Um, I'm focusing on Instagram at the moment, doing some stuff on Instagram. I've just started something on Clubhouse and my, my name is at Living360 on Clubhouse. There's a room called Intuition, Your Everyday Superpower, which I do on Wednesdays. Um, and then where else? I don't know. You go to my website, but my website's more of like just a placeholder or just email me, Allison at Living360Coaching.com. Ask me a question. Get to, you know, whatever you want. I don't care. I'm very, I'm very low key and very easy to find. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Alison. Thank you for your insights for this wonderful conversation about intuition. Um, and also guys, please make sure that you follow Alison on Instagram or join the, the clubhouse room where you can find her inspirational conversations about intuition, especially when you want to use your intuition as a superpower every day. Alison, I'm really grateful for having this conversation and I hope to meet you in person one day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now, as you know, I just launched a brand new and free personal leadership course on discovering your life purpose now and how you can discover what it is that you truly would like to contribute to this world. By following the simple steps in this course, you will instantly find drive energy and enrichment back into your daily life so if this sounds like you and the meaning that you're looking for then you can go to my website dreambuilders.com and under free resources you will find the course discover your life purpose now that is where you can join the program absolutely for free plus when you sign up 
you will instantly become part of our learning network and community of purpose-driven individuals and change makers who are all passionately building a better world. And this is where you will stay updated about our latest online and hopefully soon real life hangouts, events, and our retreat. So go ahead and join the program right now. And I'm looking forward to see you on the inside. Have an amazing day.